Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your second episode of the week of Church is Stupid. Come about. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. So we started this conversation out um, earlier this week about Lent and about... Yeah, you're good to remind me to start my timer there on accident. Um, <laughs> I did, but I started mine, so it's okay. Well, now mine's off. Okay. Um, but we started our conversation about Lent and about some of our Lenten traditions and about this reflection of the personal and the community that's gotten lost in a lot of our traditional like mm-hmm. traditions. Like We have lost this community aspect and like reflection and I'm, I'm kind of curious what you guys think about that. Do you think that like there's a way that we get that back or do you think that religion has become more of a personal thing? So 100% let me clarify that that's only true of the church in the West. That is not true of the church mm-hmm. universal. Um, because it, it, I mean, we, we obviously come from a very distinct point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in the United States and therefore that's the, the perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of us have been raised in Protestant uh, denominations. Yeah. Um, and so we come with our own distinct view. But I, don't, I think, truthfully... The way that we get, and I do think it is a loss. I think individualistic society, as we're seeing it play out, is proving to be isolating. And we're realizing more and more how much we do need other people. Hmm. Um, I think that the best way to move forward is to actually start to embrace other people people's opinions and beliefs and cultures and and really starting to we have to stop looking at ourselves as the end-all be-all and start realizing that everybody has something to offer and that's where that's where I think we could we could learn um I've been uh, you know obviously I'm a pastor in the United Methodist Church and um, some of you guys might know this. I am actually not ordained yet. I am con- commissioned, mm-hmm. which means that I am in the process, essentially. And hopefully <laughs> I, I, I'll go for my ordination interviews this year, actually. Woo! Luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank do you. Do a quick rewind back to the Christianese episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of... Because I still barely understand <laughs> the difference between the two. I, I had to ask you. Previously on Church is Stupid. I don't think we actually talked about it, so it's um, a brand new everything. Oh, is it? I thought we did you know, a just, little bit. I'm just talking about the subject matter because yeah, like a lot a of people will hear or, and ordained and commissioned and go, oh, what? Like mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and there's well, you see, I hear commission and I think Commissioner Gordon, but that's... Yeah, so moving <laughs> now on. We're, now we're on a totally different <laughs> anyway. topic. Uh, but, but yeah, anyhow, um, where was I going with all of this? Oh, one of the things that I really, really, really wish was a part of the process was having us do an intentional, at least year-long placement in another country. Um, And not as, like, you're the head pastor in another country, but as you are a learning pastor Mm -hmm. in another country. So you're not there to teach, really, as much as you are to learn. Um, yeah. and, and I think that we could really learn about how to integrate more communal aspects in that way. Uh, and, yeah. and so there are things like for a while I considered not even becoming a pastor until I had an experience 
being a part of a church in another country. That did not, unfortunately, pan out the way that <laughs> I had hoped it would. But um, I, I don't know that we can ever, or I don't know that it's fair to say we could never, but I think it would be very helpful for us to start looking outside of our own culture and start thinking of our, stop thinking of our culture as being this almost, whether or not it's spoken, superior. Uh, yeah. Because we're not. I really, I really like how you, how you worded that your, your idea of going, like cross cultural, with the intention to, to, to learn and listen and not, to, not going there to teach all these other inferior cultures, mm-hmm. you know, no. all just the benefits why or the reasons why they should be like us, because I, I, I do think, kind of like you said, regardless of if we consciously think that way or not or we say it or not there is that sort of just inherent view i think in in a lot of western culture in general and especially in western church well Um, and part of that's the merging of nationalism with christianity right that that has really promoted and furthered that idea yeah because there's definitely (laughs) there is a lot that we could learn from just experiencing other cultures mm-hmm. um, and especially Christianity in other cultures and how different it looks compared to the way that we do it in the West, like you said. Um, well, there's a phrase. You don't have to always reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so why not go learn from people who do know how to do communal church yeah that's how i feel i feel like it's easier than trying to start from scratch um personally um but that maybe that's just my opinion so well i and again i brought up this example um on last week's episode of uh uh, the islamic church and um like the the state of the muslim community and how uh, amazingly self-supportive it is Mm -hmm. like they have throughout their day they have set periods of prayer that you go to the church or that you um pray these prayers alone if you're not able to um and i like the only reason that i know this kind of stuff is because like i took a class on it and like so i am i completely don't know everything about it kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but like you even when it's not like a special period of the year you come to the community and you pray daily um and it's it's a good like reminder of faith and it's a good like constant of faith and like bringing it back up in your life um but it also helps to build this the the islamic community with different um like during your life you're expected to um make a hajj to Mm -hmm. uh mecca Mm -hmm. um and which which we could do an entire episode about and talk about like that kind of a thing but i'd like to have an expert here who's not me um or yourself um but like there are these amazing faith community building things that like people outside of the um the christian the protestant the catholic the orthodox church like that it just it's not seen done and even in like non-denominational churches faith has become this personal reflection of my relationship with god instead of the world's relationship with god like that that entire west continue i'm sorry continue well, you say the West, and I get that, but also, no offense, Australia, uh, Europe, 
like you have in Africa, the Middle East, uh, India, China, like uh, they all have these more driven communities. And that is honestly thankful to Islam and like that kind of a thing. And I'm saying that out of the reflection of my class and like what it actually had taught me. Um, like in the actual establishment of Islam, like it, it built these faith communities in um, like different regions that Islam eventually would like die out or like not hold its strength in that community. But because Islam was a building block of like faith, then these communities remained in that strength and that like self-abiding, like we come together and we pray, we could like this kind of a thing. Mm. And so like having a different building block um, rather than us who were building off of Judaism in a way um, for our like relationship and that it, it becomes this almost once a week ceremonial ritual um, that, that like, you partake, partake in. I may be wrong. I, I, yeah, I'd have and that's to f- okay. I'd have to fight you pretty hard on that one. But I'd probably argue it'd be more of the Holy Roman Empire is where we draw a lot more, a, a lot more of our history from yeah, the tradition, I would, right? I would say the communal aspect comes because there's a huge, huge community aspect in Judaism, mm-hmm. huge community, and early church, huge community aspect. I mean, look at the but, way, but, but the it's faith lost. That's that's oh, yeah, that's it's my lost point. now. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. The, it hasn't had its same effects and i'm not blaming islam or like that kind of a thing for it but no, no, in this like technology advancements that we've had we've lost our yeah. community if we're going to talk well, about the building blocks though if if you even could say like sort of the, the way the building blocks that for for this specific subject like america we can say mm-hmm. have or the building blocks that in terms of our faith and community aspect that we were built on we could probably relate that a lot more trace that back more to like to like i said like in history probably the holy roman empire and that style of catholicism Mm -hmm. being in europe um and then like the protestant movement out of that probably more than like direct because i think that that idea of communal as like the communal thing communal aspects of older ancient judaism judaism was probably lost a long long time ago compared to our recent, very, very recent history here mm-hmm. in the West, you know? Well, that's just why I wanted to, to argue the point strictly for, I don't think the building blocks of, because essentially the building blocks of both uh, of Islam, Judaism, and of Christianity are the same because they're all Abrahamic faiths. Mm-hmm. So they all come from Abraham, literally. Uh, Ishmael for, for but, the But they Islamic. focus on different things. Like but e- the, each, the each true one focused fo- on the, different but, but the true foundation of mm. Christianity is communal. Mm. That would be my argument. So the building blocks should... Wh- that's not that they are, but they should be, and, and scripturally but they are. It's like that pyramid thing that like different things get chopped off as you move yes. up the pyramid. Mm. Sorry, that was... Just, in one direction, one became like your centerized, your centerized pillar of like yeah. the, the room, and then in others, it's like, oh, we do this, we do this, we do... like. Um, that was the only reason I had to fight. It was hey, just you're because perfect, you're perfectly because fine. the original, the nature of Christianity itself is not that. Mm-hmm. It, it, the nature of Christianity is is community driven. It's not individually driven, but the nature, as it is now, of the church is a different. Let's segue story. that. Let's segue what you just said. How the 
the nature of original or true Christianity is communal and segue that into how that relates to Lent now. Because I think all, all of what we've been saying branched off of us talking about the idea of, of Lent mm-hmm. kind of mixing or maybe even clashings in some ways with our sort of Western societal I, like ideal of individualism, right? Mm-hmm. So how could, if I'm trying to form a question, how could that, like how could that almost, sorry for him and Mike, that original communal form or idea of a season like Lent in the church look now? How does it look now, maybe even in some specific places, compared to, I think, what we often see it, the way we often view it as almost like a like a holiday that, you know, some people do and some people don't. Um, as a church, are there any examples you can think of or ideas of how maybe we could start to, whether it's changing narrative or, or, or just encouraging ideas of, of viewing the purpose and the idea of Lent as a more communal aspect of the church. And it, maybe that goes beyond just Lent and, and, and maybe that actually goes beyond that and into transforming the idea of how we view church entirely. But if we can segue that into that is all I'm trying to kind of do right now. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, well, it's difficult th- everything. It I, it honestly it would be question. a completely tra- a complete trans transformation if you want me to be real yeah because I mean step one maybe <laughs> is is realizing that the pastors are not the only people who are supposed to be doing spiritual Ooh. transformation I am so you sorry just had to hit every I really did yep, just jolt the entire those. table I am so sorry um that 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 idea that pastors or staff people are not the only ones who are supposed to be participating in the community of life. Um, no, that's a fair point, though. Because because I think that there's a large... So so if if Christians don't know something, it almost always comes down to, well, my pastor never taught me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yes, I do think that, that a pastor takes on a great responsibility in becoming a pastor. But when did our faith become that? About the pastor? Yeah, essentially is what I'm saying. on the saying. pastor? And so, so if you happen to go to a church where the pastor teaches about Len, you'll hear about it. And if you don't, you won't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. There's not, there's not, I mean, and, and again, I was very blessed to have parents who really encouraged me and pushed me to, to learn and embrace and have my own faith. Um, but I think that, that that's one of the, the starters is to stop seeing. And part of that is also stop seeing it as a Sunday morning experience. Mm-hmm. As, yeah. as Andy said, we They'd could go learn, like hand in hand, right? Yeah, as Andy said, we could learn a lot from from our is, Islamic brothers and sisters uh, about really building that community. Hmm. Um, and I think the other, geez, <laughs> they have, there's a there's a lot that yeah. I think it is comes a really really loaded question for sure. Because to have a communal experience, you can't fake that. You know what I mean? I mean, there is some discipline aspects to it, but realistically, it needs to be authentic by mm-hmm. nature. And you can't, especially, and, and I hate to dog on Methodism, but we really like to have shock methods. 
like one plus one equals two. And then we regurgitate the method over to all of our churches. And shockingly, it doesn't work. Is that <laughs> not fair? Are you laughing because it's true? I'm laughing because you used one plus one equals two for shock. <laughs> That's sorry. One plus one equals two is not shocking. That's a given in life. It's like you take one apple plus one apple. You have two apples. I know. <laughs> What I am saying, though, is that that same logic does not apply to church. No, yeah. <laughs> one person plus one person does not a community make. Well, okay. Oh, no. We're going down the semantic rabbit hole. Uh, if they strive and try, then yes, they can make a community. <laughs> is there... <laughs> Okay, okay. Center myself. Center ourselves. You okay? <laughs> right. Is there, regardless if it's like the best case scenario or not, is there a kind of middle ground maybe? Maybe not even middle ground as much as there is. I don't know. Is there some kind of compromise um, or maybe just looking at the reality of how things change or rather how they don't change? of helping those within the church I mean let's let's just keep saying like the church in the west mm-hmm. start to view church or maybe specific things in church like lent as a more communal sort of idea while still not trying to throw individualism out all entirely because I don't know. I, I'm trying... With what we talked about with Lent so far, both of these aspects sounds really, really beautiful to me. On one aspect, the idea, like you were saying, of a church as a community coming together and you know, grabbing arms with each other and entering a season of sacrifice to help help themselves as a community grow spiritually. That is an amazing and beautiful thing. And I, and I think that I, I agree with you in a lot of ways where I think that that is the idea of what church is or should be, is that idea of a community being together and helping one another, but also as a, as a family grow. Mm-hmm. But I also see a lot of appeal and a lot of beauty in this idea of if Lent, the idea of Lent and the idea of fasting were to be, sort of shared and taught correctly. Uh, I, I also really love the idea of encouraging people to look within themselves personally and, in, and individually for the areas in their own life where they need to grow personally and encouraging people to maybe, whether it's directly fast or not, encouraging people to, let's just say, fast on their own to um, to help themselves grow in areas that only they and God basically can identify to help themselves grow I'm not sure if, if that tracked as, as well as I wanted it to but I just I feel like I'm, I'm seeing two sides of the same coin in mm-hmm. a way where I'm seeing this idea of, of, of personal growth and how the idea maybe not Lent specifically because like we're saying the history of Lent does revolve more around the communal church aspect but and the idea of fasting and that idea of personal sacrifice and rep- of something and replacing it with 
intention to, to grow spiritually. I see like the beauty in encouraging that for everyone in their personal lives and having people realize and look within themselves and see the areas where they need where they need to grow or where they want to grow, as well as the beauty in as a community coming together and doing it together to help each other. So is there some sort of does it all boil down to us having to just abandon individual like the individualism entirely in society or in our church? Or can there be that idea of both of, like, I don't know, is there a middle ground between the two, I guess is what I'm trying to say, this communal aspect and this individualism that we have in our society? See, I think what we've been, like, what the church is currently pushing for is that middle ground. Because I think that you have okay. the, you have the far end of either spectrum. Yeah. Um, which is the self-reflective, like, the singularity, like, I don't go to church, I am my own personal, like religious teacher i teach myself kind of thing like the, um, the religious nuns the the religious like self-reflective like that person okay. and then you okay. have the opposite end which is a community that just uh, like perfectly strives together does everything together a cult um <laughs> you sacrifice the one yeah. for the sake of the many yeah, yeah kind of thing um it, it's kind of that mentality but i think like the the goal of what the current is is for that that middle ground or it has been and it's like encouraging the outside self-reflective, but trying to come together for the communal reflective. But I think that we're doing it poorly. Does that? Does I, that? I think I can see. I can like, see what you're saying. So, like, the, the week strives for this self-reflective, like, time period where you have your own time where you can reflect on, like, either the teachings of the weeks that you get from your Sunday, whatever. Um, or your Wednesday Bible study or your like that kind of thing. And it, it, it strives for this self like reflective time, but nobody, and I'll, I'll say nobody, there are probably definitely people who do this, but like nobody takes that time for the self reflective like aspect. And so it gets kind of lost a little bit or you come to church on Sunday. And if the message isn't perfectly for like what you need in your own self-reflective then you don't participate as much in the community kind of thing and so mm. we have these individuals who act as individuals and then we have a community that acts as a community and we're trying to like just slam the two together when they aren't a perfect fit or when like mm. our ideas for one aren't a fit for the other thing does that make sense am i saying things that are confusing everything more no i i th I, I see what you're saying i'm just I'm trying to like define everything you're saying or, mm -hmm. or apply it in literal terms. And I think we, we, we like to, we, we both, including definitely myself, we talk in like these ideas mm -hmm. and then, and then I'll get to the point where I try to visualize it in like in real examples. And then, then I have a tough time drawing examples of it. But like the ideas of what you're saying sound very familiar because like, and I think I, I get what you're saying. Mm. I, I guess like, like what my point is like, we're in, we're trying to encourage community and we're also trying to encourage like self-reflective like that's what the goal of everything is but when you're saying that we're trying forgive me if i'm totally treading and saying it wrong but are, do you mean basically that we should be trying or that as a church like we're definitely actually pushing for it i think as a church we think we're definitely pushing for it i think we're failing okay and i think like the church has been like failing because you see people who are like 
Sunday churchgoers who mm-hmm. you go to church on your Sunday, and I, I guarantee I have been a part of this like crowd, and at times mm-hmm. I still feel a part of it. Um, but it's this like the church encourages me to have a personal relationship with God, but I have no idea how to do that. Um, or like I'm encouraged to join like the community, but the church doesn't give me any way to join the community during throughout the week. Yeah. And so everything falls to like the individual to set up a, like their own community like things. And so like you end up having to like set up your own Bible study or like the, like this kind of a thing or like you develop a Bible study community and you create your own community within the Bible study of like these great Christians. But then somebody else comes along and they want to join into your community and they just don't fit. And so, like, mm-hmm. the community doesn't change, but the person doesn't get included, and so okay. the person so, gets lost. And so Examples, those are all just saying, those are examples of maybe us trying or, or just being a part of that and not doing the best that we could, almost, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I may be explaining things very poorly. for Because like it sounds like to me to- you're talking a lot about almost personal, not, like, entirely 100% personal experience, but, like, I, I, I see... Like, it seems a little bit like you're drawing like from those examples and then like saying like mm-hmm. th- these are some examples of of individuals acting as individuals or you know being individuals and acknowledging it while also trying to act as a community and mm-hmm. doing well on some fronts and doing poorly on other fronts mm-hmm. and i I, also I think, think that is a pretty good explanation <laughs> of our or of, of church right now mm-hmm. as it is in general you know and so i think like like what i'm trying to say is that we've been trying for that middle ground like the trying for the best of Ideally, the self-reflective yeah. and the the community basis but we just haven't been there yeah. or like I, like ever been there like we took a switch and we were like mm-hmm. all right i'm trying to put it in the middle so the lights only half come on and mm-hmm. in trying to do so like we're using a normal analog switch. It only goes up and down. So mm-hmm. you get like mm-hmm. switches in between. And so you go from one community where the switch is fully in the community basis. Yeah. And people aren't taking that and like self-reflecting as much or um, like they're living fully in the community um, and losing some of that self in image kind of thing. But then you flip it the other direction and there's none of this self-reflective with or there's all of this self-reflective, I apologize. Um, and none of this church is for me and only me. Yeah. And like this church is about me because of mm-hmm. it without saying it like that. And so you go to like your Sunday morning and you're like, well, if I'm it's not, if, it's, morning, if, if it's I don't feel like it's me, for it's me, it's then the church is doing it wrong. Sort of yeah. an idea. Yeah. Ruth, uh, what, what about, what are you thinking of? Cause I know again, loaded question that I think leads into spitballing and more than it leads into actual answers, but that's kind of what I expected. I well, don't and, and, and I guess because in my own head, they are, they must exist at the same time that it's not a question for me mm-hmm. because Christ, enough, yeah. Christ died for you, but Christ died for all. So that's yeah. always been a paradigm that we've held. I mean, that's, okay. yeah. that's something that, I mean, that's essential to, to church, church doctrine mm. is, is that Christ died for you, but Christ also died for all. So therefore, mm. essentially it breaks down to if you were the only person on earth, Christ would have still done it. But that's true of every single person you could ever meet. <laughs> Like if they were the only, and so, so it's this individual faith, but it's also this communal faith. Mm -hmm. And, and so I guess your, your question really more confused me because I, I must've been explaining poorly because to me, those have to exist. And, And I think a true community doesn't fight individualism, but it encourages and acknowledges and lifts up 
individualism because each part but that's not how it's played out all the time if that, right that's not how it's played out but in a perfect in my perfect utopian community that could ever exist everyone is encouraged for what makes them themselves and different and, yeah. and everyone has that relationship with god on that personal level and also on the communal difference level. between conformity and coming together as individuals right oh yeah and and i absolutely agree with andy we we um we call it uh it, if you study ministry you usually call it the pen pendulum uh, that i know i've said a million and a half times but you're exactly right it's just like a light switch mm-hmm. it's one way or the other and there's no in between. What we really need to do is get rid of the switch and get a dimmer dimmer switch. <laughs> for Pete's we need sake. a dial. Yeah. We just need to get rid of. We, we need a dial and some. Tape. But but that's really we mm. keep we keep putting band aids on problems instead of realizing that that the it's a transformative experience. Um, I know. I love the band aid example because it's like, oh, I'm gonna put a band aid over my issue. Well, that heals it. What is it? What does it mean to put a band aid over? Like you solve the problem by putting a band aid over it. But it's it's not it's more like putting duct tape over the issue, because eventually you have to remove the duct tape, which removes the scab or like whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and it's true, and and I think. I think sweeping something under the rug is probably mm-hmm. the best. Yep. That's Sorry. Way better than a <laughs> literally just diving into rabbit holes now with no time left. But. <laughs> but I find it. Um, I find that especially Easter can be one of those times where we're really able to come together on both sides of that mm-hmm. which is why it's such yeah. a beautiful i you know i i like to talk about how to me easter i mean that's what happened on easter what happened during holy week that is the the center of our faith mm-hmm. without okay, that yeah. like our faith literally hinges on this story if you don't believe this happened you aren't a christian mm-hmm. i mean that's that that's the cornerstone and it's in that cornerstone to acknowledge again that christ died for you but christ died for all i mean that's the perfect starting place if we would just yeah be willing to peel back the extras and look at the core once in a while Hmm. then maybe if, if we started looking there and starting there and working our way out yeah. Instead of looking at the layers and then trying to dig our way to the core, we might do a little better. Hmm. And, and I think that's what tends to happen in a lot of things. Okay. And so that's, you know. So, okay. So, so maybe sort of to wrap things up, um, maybe if, if we're finishing up our talk about Lent, which is definitely what this was about for more <laughs> than anything else, mm-hmm. um, Maybe instead of just overcomplicating all the questions, maybe like I I sort of did. Uh, if you're learning about Lent and you're you're thinking about fasting, whether for Lent or, or in general, and that idea of giving up something for spiritual transformation, maybe the best way to do it is to approach it from that mindset, like you were just saying. Remembering that, you know, the the whole purpose of doing it is is sacrificing something to make more time to grow in your faith, you know, mm-hmm. and to grow in your relationship with God and do that with the mindset and, you know, acknowledging that Christ, the reason you do it is because Christ died for you and Christ died for all of us and for everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we should just learn as a church to make that the center of everything. And Lent is no exception to that. 
Amen. There we go. Amen. So we are coming to the end of our time, um, but <laughs> I need to give a couple of reminders and announcements. Um, we will not be back next week, but Aww. we will be back the week after. Um, we're taking a little bit of a week off, mostly just because we record on Mondays, and next Monday uh, we have the day off. And uh, after this Easter season, it's kind of been a little bit taxing on, I know, myself and Ruth. And I, I don't know, Elijah, have you been taxed by Ruth taxing you? Ruth Probably. really does all of our taxes for the most part. Okay. So I love doing taxes. Sorry, continue. Yeah, Ruth okay. loves doing taxes, by the way. She's crazy. Yeah, so we will not be back um, this upcoming week, the first week of April, but um, we will be back the week after that. So uh, episodes coming back on the 13th of April. Um, any other things that you guys have to add? Yes, but do not mourn, oh, listeners, because coming up... In the near future, we have the Church's Stupid, comma, but Bible study. Yay! Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're not gonna miss us for long because starting not next week, but the week after, we're going to be releasing supplementary Bible study episodes. And so what those are is they will go alongside each one of our like each basically week of episodes. And discuss what are the biblical reasons why we chose the topics we chose. Hmm. Um, and I've been working on that for a couple months now, thanks to the suggestion of Bailey, since last time I said a listener, and then he said, you didn't really mention my name, so I thought I'd mention his name. Considering <laughs> as involved he is with this, it's I true. think it's okay to he add des- He yeah. deserves the, the shout out. Um, and I thought it was a great idea. And so that will be coming out. The very first one will be that Friday... Which is Friday the 16th, thank you very much, at 5 o'clock. And it's about 15 minutes long, but hey, you just get me. Sorry. Aww. Yay. (laughs) 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 But but anyhow, so if that's something you're interested in, uh, or if you live in the Midland area and would be interested in joining a Zoom Bible study, then... That that is uh, that option is also available, and that will be the Monday or be Mondays at set seven o'clock. I had to think about what time it was for half an hour, uh, and yeah, we'll be discussing some of the questions. Whereas the podcast will be more of me talking and you listening. You're welcome. All right, and with all of that information thrown at you guys, we are very over time. It's true. So for all of us here at Church of Stupid, comma but I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. And we hope that you enjoy the rest (laughs) of your week.